Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. This is the Sharp Tongue Podcast, and I'm gonna tell you what my dream is. You already know what my dream is, to have a five-star rating, a thousand five-star ratings. Help my dream come true, and it's so simple. All you have to do is click five stars on the ratings on the Apple app. Thank you ahead of time. I appreciate your effort. I appreciate your support of this podcast every week, week in and week out. I hope it's brought you some joy, some inspiration. I hope you've learned some things and I hope you've laughed because my purpose in life is to bring people joy. That's what I have accepted. And the only way I can do that is to have more fun. And that's what this week's episode is about, how to have more fun. I think after these past few years, we've sort of lost sight of that. And so I'm gonna give you the tips on how I maintain a fun life and how I'm approaching life in a fun way after having gone through so many crazy experiences and hard experiences and hardships in my own life. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the Sharp Tongue Podcast with the one, the only, me. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. Talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey everybody, this is the podcast of the millennia. I am so excited to be here. I have so much to tell you. I'm in Arizona, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, and I am extremely dry. I don't know how people, things, I don't know how any creature, human or animal kingdom alike survives in this climate. It is so treacherous and arid. Oh, my throat, everything's dry. Like there's, there's something in my eye and I realized there was nothing in my eye, like literally nothing in my eye. It, it's, it's like my, any juice in my eye is completely dried up. I look like I've been doing drugs. My eyes are so bloodshot. It looks like I've been crying. Every woman in Arizona looks like they just got out of a horrible breakup or a domestic violence situation, or they lost their job. Everyone looks like they've been crying in Arizona. And no one's been crying. It's not even allergies. There's not a drip of moisture in the air here. It is un... It's, it's, it's truly remarkable. And I have not been able to breathe for three days. I'm not built for dry air. Is anyone built for dry air? I do like the way it makes my skin look. I got to tell you that. It, it dries up the chimples real nice. But other than that, we don't need the dry air. You know what comes with dry air? Creepy critters. Weird creatures, crunchy gravel. Everything in Arizona feels like you're walking on grape nuts. It is so dry and crumbly. It's like, it's like if you touch, you look, you look at it and it just looks like if you touch it, it's just going to crumble to the ground. There's weird cactus that throw needles at you. There's crunchy ground. There's birds that look like Darwin used to have conversations with them. I don't trust it. I don't trust Arizona. It's too dry for me. And I can't wait to get back so I don't have to blink a thousand times just so my eye survives. I, have to, I will be drinking through this entire episode. I apologize ahead of time. My voice is extremely dry. <laughs> it's so dry. Someone help. Help me. I need help. 
There's so much I want to tell you guys. You're not going to believe what happened to me in Arizona. I'll tell you the story at the end of the podcast. It's ridiculous. And let's just say I'm going to be an heiress to Amazon after this story comes out because it is scandalous. It is extremely scandalous. Shout out to Fiji water from the islands of Fiji. It's probably bottled from the LA river. Let's be real. Earth's finest water. I don't believe anything anymore. I'm not a pessimist. I think the dryness has just sucked out any little bit of hope I had. <laughs> I think that the air is so dry that that is what my perspective is now. There's a lot going on. I did tell you in the beginning of the podcast. I'm going to tell you at the end of the podcast in the middle. Please rate the pod. I'm looking for a thousand five-star reviews. And all you have to do is just click Click five stars. That's all you have to do. That's it. You just click it and forget it. How hard is that? It's not that hard. You'll be doing me a big favor, and I appreciate you ahead of time. Speaking of big favors, I am encouraging you guys to correct me because I love correcting people, so I feel like I need to feel what that feels like. And a few of you have reached out and corrected some things that I mentioned. That There was a gentleman who corrected my language surrounding the Al-Anon meetings that I have been attending and here's another fella, Body Almanac. He writes in and says, hey, girls. Hey, girl, I seriously love your podcast. By the way, the Yiddish word verklempt is pronounced with an F. I must have said verklempt like I just read it because there's a V there. That's the interesting thing about language. You pronounce it how you understand language and how you learn language. And we kind of talked about this before. But I guess, so it's verklempt, verklempt. That sounds like something that they do to animals that's mean. It's like, oh, man, I really wish that the, the fashion industry would stop verklempting bunny rabbits. It's really brutal. Verklempt. It's not verklempt. I am perplexed. I'm also verklempt over this correction. So thank you, Body Almanac, for correcting me, even though I didn't ask you for that, but I do appreciate it. So if there's anything that needs correcting other than this messy bun that I have, Please let a girl know. Let me know. Don't think I haven't taken a blast to a Target here. They seem to pump some moisture in the air. That's what I would do if I owned a business here in, in Arizona. I wouldn't pump oxygen. I would pump just wetness into the air. Just moisture. A nice morning dew all damn day to keep my babies alive. Alive and in loving. Speaking of loving... I want to send some love to everybody who came to my shows in Philadelphia at the City Winery, also at the City Winery in New York City. I had a very, very challenging travel, and it was nice to do shows to a room full of people who were excited to see me. They were such great laughers, and I had my friend Leah Bonama, who I've known for years. She has a, a successful podcast called... Um, raised by wolves, I think it is. I don't want to get this wrong, so let me just check it out. Um, Leah Bonama, her and I used to do stand up together in New York City. I've known her for over twenty years. So, were you raised by wolves? It's a show that where they talk a lot about etiquette, manners, and so many other things. So check it out. It's quite successful, and I was excited to have a friend I've known for years on the road with me. You know, someone who you've witnessed grow and go through their career from the beginning to now it felt really nice to have somebody who I felt like I knew and I had some history with so I was telling her about sharp tongue and I was telling her how we do an overheard segment and I say you know my maybays send me an overheard 
non sequitur sentences that they hear throughout life. So if you hear something, I'm going to make a rule, one sentence. And it's a sentence you hear, not with somebody you're with. It has to be somebody you don't know. Like when you're passing by and you just catch a segment of someone's conversation. And I want you to send me just one sentence. Before I said one to two, I think we need rules. So we're going to do one sentence. You send me what you hear. You can email it to me at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. And I have a couple for myself that I heard while I was in New York City. Walking by um, the neighborhood, the beautiful neighborhood in Philadelphia that I was staying at. First of all, thank you so much to the Dwight D Hotel in Rittenhouse Square. That's where I was staying. It was such a great stay. I have to say I've traveled the world. I have traveled in squalor and in luxury. (laughs) I've experienced it all. And I have to say that this hotel was so unique. It was a a unique boutique is what I would call it with warmth and amazing architecture and beautiful interior design. The owner actually is an interior designer and they were kind enough to open their doors to me. I struggled finding a good place in some place where I felt safe because the world is crazy. It's always been crazy, but we know more now. And because we know more, I don't sleep as well at night. So I wanted a place where I could sleep well. Shout out to the Dwight D Hotel. So while I was walking around Philadelphia, taking in their culture, and I have to say, Philly is something special. Besides the fact that they have amazing sandwiches, I was looking up famous singers and musicians from Philadelphia, and I could not believe the list of accomplished people from Philadelphia. First first of all, we know Will Smith. We get it. Will Smith. I, I have to say, I'm so over the Will and Jada conversation. I used to love Will Smith. And this is the problem. We know too much about these celebrities. They tell you to not meet your idols. Well, social media is the equivalent of meeting your idols. I don't want to know everything. And this is someone who has a podcast who probably says too much. So I realize the hypocrisy that I am exuding right now. But as a fan, I don't want to know everything. I don't want to know everything about your marriage. I... I, I think the slap against Chris Rock was horrific, but I also think it might have been a really amazing marketing scam that we all didn't even know we were in on. Just a way to keep Jada in the conversation so she could sell her book called Worthy. And here I am talking about it. I'm so sick of it because Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was one of my favorite shows. And because of all this, it's tainted. It's tainted. You know, we, we lost a lot of people we thought were good ones. And they're not. Case in point, Bill Cosby. There goes the Cosby show. Used to love that show. The Ignition and R. Kelly. See you later. He's peeing on people. And now Will Smith and Jada. Come on. If if, if anybody comes for Stamos, it's going to be a problem. Is all I got to say. So I looked up famous singers and musicians from Philadelphia. I cannot believe this list. I would ask what other city has a stronger output than this list. Maybe Austin, possibly Chicago, definitely New York has probably got some pretty heavy hitters. But let me just throw you some some names out here. Some you might know, some you might. It's all on your your style and your taste of music. But let's go through the list. Patti LaBelle, Daryl Hall. I came out to a Hall & Oates show all weekend. 
um, Chubby Checker, Quest Love, Erica Badu. That's my soul sister. Are you kidding me? Black Thought, Jill Scott, Tendi, Teddy Pendergrass. Teddy Pendergrass, which sounds like Benedict Cumberbatch's cousin. I know who Teddy Pendergrass is. Billie Holiday, Jim Croach, DJ Jazzy, Jeff, hello, Will Smith's friend who he put in the background because Will Smith wanted to be famous. No, DJ Jazzy Jeff was probably just not as fame hungry as Will. I'm going to stop throwing so much hate at Will. I love him, but he's frustrating me. Uh, let's see who else we have. Meek Mill. Um, we have Pink. I didn't know Pink was from Philly. Eve Diplo. Amos Lee. Will Smith. Um, t- uh, Princess Superstar. Who I don't know who that is. I think it's a stripper. I'm not sure. Sorry if you're not. I'm just going through this list and I'm not quite sure who everybody is. Frankie Avalon and Bill Cosby. <laughs> Although he's not a musician. Maybe he sang the women to sleep when he was being a creep. But he's not a musician. And he's off all the lists. Except for the creeper list. He has exited all the lists. He's lost his, his list. Uh, uh, his, 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 his list entitlement. He's no longer allowed to be on lists. So I just was so surprised at all these pa- people that came out of Philadelphia. And so while I was walking through the streets of Philadelphia, I overheard this. This is May Bay's overheard. Email me your overheards. Jesse May Peluso comedy at gmail.com. Passing by a woman who looked a little frazzled. And I heard her say to someone on the phone, I'm going to lose my shit. And I have never related to an overheard more in my life. When have any of us not felt that way? At some point in your life, you're like, I am going to lose my shit. And it's so funny because you're literally at the cusp of losing your shit, but you sound so in control. That's when you should be scared. When you're like, I'm going to lose my shit. You're about to lose your shit. You're literally about to have your emotional floodgates open up. And let me tell you, the levee's not going to hold. And FEMA's not going to show up for your emotional flood. That quiet storm has just unleashed a river of fury. And I, I, I passed to the, the, I cross the street. I have to be honest, I cross the street. Kind of like what people do when they see me walking with Carlin, who's my pit bull. I exited the premises and I went over yonder. I'm like, I'm not going to be near this woman when she loses her shit. Because I know when a woman's calm and she says she's going to lose her shit, everyone should pack up. It's time to wrap the party up. It's done. The party's over, kids. The fat lady's about to lose her shit. I am so dry. I can't say it enough. I heard another overheard after I did my shows. I know I was on my way to my shows in New York City. And the beautiful thing about New York is even though it's a big city, it is very walkable. It's built like a grid. It's easy to get around. You can find the streets. If you do a little bit of, a little bit of math, you can literally find any place anywhere. And everything's open. You feel relatively safe. I lived there for uh, about 10 years. And I have felt more unsafe in L.A. in these past 10 years than I ever did in New York. And that could be attributed to my youth and being a little bit more naive. But I've always been pretty street smart. But living in New York, it's sort of armored me with more street savvy and more street smarts. But walking around, I still felt relatively safe. And I was happy that at least that hadn't changed. 
you know, and I'm sure a lot of people might have different experiences living there and, and they have their own theory about what's going on. It's obviously different when you live in a place and you can experience the culture day in and day out. But walking around there was wonderful. Lee and I walked from our hotel all the way down to the club and back. And we did about 14,000 steps. I'm not bragging, but yes, I am. I ate Thai food. If anyone needs to get things moving in their body, however you want to take that, eat Thai food and walk up and down all the streets of New York. It's basically like a complete reboot for your system. So I, I heard and overheard. And I was passing by a woman in a park. And I heard her say on the phone, she also was on the phone. She was also very irritated and she said, I'm tired of eating chicken though. And I, I, it made me think like how much chicken has she eaten? And there's so many different ways you can prepare it. I can understand getting sick of it, but man, maybe somebody's not preparing it enough in, in, in different ways for this woman to be able to enjoy it. Is she just grilling it? Is she just frying it? How is the chicken being prepared? This woman is so sick of it. She's like, I'm done. I don't want to eat any more chicken. I'm tired of eating chicken. Those are the two things I heard. Some women say, I'm going to lose my shit. And another woman that was like, I'm tired of eating chicken. If those aren't different specs. <laughs> if those aren't two totally different perspectives in life, I don't know what is. It's totally opposite ends of the, the spectrum of life. Hey, everybody. A little pause in the show for a word from our sponsors right here in studio. Oak Essentials. Can you see it? I have to see if you can see it. Yes, you can see it. I just love a simple looking product. I really do. Not a lot of fuss and it's so delicious. It's a moisture rich bomb. I love a rich bomb. You know, I have dry skin. I was just in Arizona and the cactus ate me alive and this stuff, ooh, you look rich. Not only is the bomb rich, but after you put it on, you look rich. It's, it's literally seeping right into my pores because I am that dry. You know when the ground is so dry and you get a little flood and then we're screwed because there's no moisture in the ground to absorb the water? Well, this is your solution for your skin, not the ground. Don't rub this on the ground. It'll be a waste of a good product. But we also have this cute, look how cute this guy is. A little conditioning lip balm. We love him. Oak Essentials Conditioning Lip Balm. These are the sponsors this week for the Sharp Tongue Podcast. And I have to say, I really do enjoy it. I love a, a light ingredient product. And they don't have a lot of ingredients in these things. We don't like a lot of toxics, toxins in our body. That's what we're learning. It's no good. No good to have toxins in your body. Mm, I love a teeny lip balm. This stuff is really moisturizing. Sensitive for sensitive skin and moisture rich for dry skin. So if you're going to Arizona, you're going to need a few tubs of this stuff. And good luck for you guys. We are having a little promo for you guys this holiday season. Get yourself or someone you love Oak Essentials. It is the go-to skincare brand for radiant and glowing skin. So we're going to do a giveaway for you guys. My followers are going to get 15% off their first order when they use code SHARP. That's S-H-A-R-P at checkout. That's 15% off your order at oakessentials.com. O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code SHARP. Now, whether you guys are starting from scratch or you're filling in the gaps, this is a product to add to your line. I love it. It'll, it'll moisturize you from the inside out. From my lips to God's ears. Love ya. I realize another hypocritical thing I do is take pictures of people with their dogs in public. And that was quite an alliteration. 
But yes, I, I love to troll people and their dogs in public. I am a mother of three dogs. I have them all here with me in this air, uh, in this condo in Arizona. So I'm a dog mom. I love my dogs. They've literally been in the car with me on all my errands that I do out here. Carlin goes in the, in the car with me on all my errands. What I don't do is bring my animals into places where people are grocery shopping, where people are eating, uh, coffee shops, Target, freaking Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's has had so many people bring in their Labradoodles that they've now resulted to putting a sign out front that says, unless it's a service dog, leave the dog out of our store. That's Trader Joe's. It's the most liberal grocery store in, in all of America. They walk in and they're like, how is your spirit? How are you emotionally? Do you want alkaline water? And what are you doing to help the impact of banana farmers on the economy? Like that's the type, that's the type of a vibe you get when you walk into a Trader Joe's. So they love everybody and they're very liberal. And so for them to stop having dogs come into the place, you know, it's a serious sitch. So I took a picture of a fella out here in Arizona, not one but two dogs at the coffee shop at, I got to look at the timestamp. It's got to be about 8.30 a.m. You can't leave your dogs at home. Weren't they just with you all night? Why do people have to be literally dealing with your dog hair, your dog smell? And we haven't even had a cup of coffee yet. We have to deal with your dog and we haven't had a cup of coffee yet. Why do we have to succumb to your codependency? codependency that's what it should be called they were adorable dogs they were like those those little like scottish terriers and it looks like he's got an english terrier this guy looks like he might have animal heads in his house and and probably thought get out was a documentary i i, I don't know but it pissed me off that he had two dogs sprawled out on the floor of this coffee shop and i thought how selfish can you be even your dogs looked embarrassed that's the thing. Most of these dogs, when they're in public, they're like, we shouldn't be here. Gary, why did Gary bring us here, man? We look like the assholes. Gary can't just make his coffee at home and let us stay. Let's just, let's just, let's leave. I would like if the dogs just passive aggressively left. So I'm sick of people and their dogs in places, but I did love this woman in the background. She has a hat that says good vibrations. So I thought that maybe that was the universe sending me a message to maintain my positivity, but I don't know if the universe got my text message about the fact that my positivity dried up along with my eyes and my throat and all of my internal organs because of the way the freaking air is here. <coughs> it's so dry. My eyes are watering, dripping on stage. So I do want to talk about this sort of evolution. I know a lot of you have listened to the podcast and follow along it's kind of like a, a diary for me. I do talk a lot about what's going on in my life, but I also like to bring a little bit of how I'm dealing with what's going on in my life to the podcast. And I know you guys have probably heard about Cuntopia and me having a mood shift. And, and I really do think I'm coming into some sort of awakening. And I don't mean that in any other way than that's the word I can think of the reading I do and, and the podcasts I listen to and the videos I listen to, it seems to be that I am coming to some sort of awakening for myself. And I thought, what do I want? Like truly, what do I want out of life? Because that's, that really is a, um, I think that's a luxury to be able to ask yourself that question, but it also is a choice in your life. 
and you have to start moving in the direction of what you want. And for myself, I answered the question and what I want is to have more fun. I I truly simply want to have more fun in every area I can. And I asked the universe for that and it's starting to happen for me. And I know I'm active in that, but there's an exchange in this life, whether you want to admit it or not, there's an exchange, there's an exchange of energy in every scenario, every room you walk into, you can feel the energy shift, get better, get worse. There's transactional exchanges throughout the day. There's emotional exchanges. Everything is an exchange and it's no different between yourself and the universe. And you have to have that exchange intentionally. And by having the exchange intentionally, I believe that it starts to coalesce in all of your experiences because you're actively choosing to do it. And so I'm actively choosing to have fun. So therefore I'm having more fun. And I thought, you know, I need to start documenting uh, how I'm doing this and what's happening. And, And just as an example in Arizona, everywhere I go, I have a little conversation with somebody and it's not like this annoying need to talk to somebody. I feel compelled to put in a little bit of an effort because I know how I am when I retract. And that's not to say we, we all need space and we don't, we're not certainly not required to do extra for anybody, but an amazing thing happens when you have a little bit more effort and, and put forth a positive energy when you can, where you can, where you feel like it's going to be reciprocated and not even where it's going to be reciprocated because then we're getting back into some sort of transactional situation. And I truly believe for myself, I've got to want nothing in return in order for this to work. And, and so I've been more jovial with people. And I do this one thing, and I, I want you guys to try it, whoever's willing to try it. And I've done this for years, ever since this sort of transaction has started for us when we buy things. People ask for your name so they can write your name on the order. So when you're in a, cof- a line at a coffee shop and you get up and they are ready to take your order, they ask what your name is. And I always do this and none of them expect it. I always, after they go, what's your name? I say, Jesse. And then I go, what's your name? And I get this reaction almost almost every single time they kind of are taken aback because nobody asks them. Everyone's in such uh, this going through the motions. They're not even present when they're ordering coffee. And they don't even have the wits or the energy or the desire or the care in the world, not that it's necessary, to ask the person who's helping facilitate you to get your coffee what their name is. It's just one question. So that's what I mean where I'm not doing extra. I'm only reciprocating in that sense. And it, it, does, it shifts the person. You can see it where it just creates a little bit of a connection for them and them feeling like they've been seen somehow. And it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good just to have this girl feel like, oh, my name's Eva. And then sometimes you're like, oh, that's a cool name. And you get into a quick little conversation. And all I'm saying is that good energy is going to go into your coffee. You're going to get better coffee. You're going to get better sandwiches. You're going to get a better connection and a better day. So that's uh, one of the things that I do is, is, is I just start to open myself up to the universe. So in this in this experience that I've had this weekend, I thought of five things that I've actively been doing for myself to have more fun besides just opening myself up to the universe and talking to everybody. One, I've, this is a concerted effort. I've stopped taking myself so damn seriously. 
we take ourselves so damn seriously. You have to stop. You're not that important. You're not that special, but you also could be special and you could be important, but you can't take yourself so seriously all the time. And it's ironic because you're probably thinking, Jesse, you're, you're a comedian. You're a clown. How could you take yourself seriously? But sometimes I do. And that's where I lose my essence. I lose knowing how to have fun and I lose my flow and I get too in my head and almost too orchestrated and I overthink. And so by stopping yourself from taking yourself so seriously, you, for me, I allow myself to just be more in the moment and be silly. I am a silly person. My true essence is to be silly and goofy and it's not in any desire other than to make people laugh. And I think it truly goes back to my sister. My sister was my first audience member and I never took myself seriously because it always made her laugh. So that's number one. Number two is very simple and it's kind of connected to how I open this conversation is to keep an open mind. Keep an open mind about your day. Maybe you want to put a little preface on there and have an idea of how you want your day to look when you wake up. We wake up and we just get into our day. We don't even like go, well, how do I want this day to roll out? And I've been a little bit more intentional about that as well. Like when I wake up, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be a grumpy bitch today. I'm not going to be a grumpy bitch. I'm going to be someone who I want to hang out with and someone I want to communicate with. And again, this is in with the idea that you don't owe anything to anybody it's only a matter of the type of life you want to have. And I want to have a more fun life. Number three, do something you love and you haven't done in a while. This is something that gets lost in adulthood. We forget and stop doing the fun things. I have a bike. I haven't been on it in years. I have roller skates. I haven't been on in, in a couple years. I have sketch pads and paint supplies. I have started painting and I'm good at it. You'll find out you're good at these things you've just put down because you got caught in the rat race and you're stuck paying your bills and you're stuck doing all the things to keep your life going. Take five minutes and do something you love that you haven't done in a while. Whatever it is, read, knit, stitch, bitch, itch, whatever it is, do something you love that you haven't done in a while and it'll connect you to essentially your essence and your true source your true source of joy. And it'll connect you to a way to just live a little bit more in the moment and be and feel more joy. So do something you love that you haven't done in a while. This one's specific and silly. Sign up for a naked painting class. That's number four. I've never done this before. So in, 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 sort of the the honor of doing something you love and haven't done in a while. This is something you've never done. Do something you've never done. So specifically for me, I've never signed up for a naked, naked painting class. I don't know if I'm the one that's naked or if I'm the one that's painting. We'll figure that out when we get there. I might just walk there in a robe and see if there's a guy there or not or a lady or a they and we'll, we'll duke it out to see who's going to be the subject. But I think you should do something you've never done. Challenge yourself. That allows you to do all of these things, not take yourself seriously, keep an open mind and doing something that you love, which I think we all kind of love a little level of spontaneity. I know a lot of people might be more of a planner, but spontaneity can also be fun. It catches us off our, you know, catches you off guard and sort of takes you by surprise. And you could take yourself by surprise. Sign up for a naked painting class. And number five is something that I started this whole conversation about is to talk to strangers a little bit. I know that's antithetical to what we were told as children. 
literally we were told as kids, don't talk to strangers. There's some virtue to that. And there's, there's some validity to that rather there's, there's, a desire to protect yourself because the world is filled with monsters, but it's also filled with magical creatures as well. And we have to be in the middle of that somewhere. You can't be too deep into the monster land and you can't be too deep with your head up in the clouds. We have to kind of lay in the middle somehow, but knowing when and where to talk to strangers can be something that can really set somebody else's day up nicely. And it's so apparent that so many people are going through the motions especially in their jobs where there's a service industry, UPS, a restaurant, uh, even people who work in the medical industry where they're just doing their job and no one's thanking them. No one's looking them in the eye. No one's calling them by their name. And you don't have to have a whole conversation. Acknowledging a stranger is enough. And it's not like you have to go and be like Mother Teresa and put your hand on their forehead and avatar them like, I see you. You don't have to do all that. Simple little effort can really set Uh, forth somebody else's day and open up somebody else's day for them. And I guarantee you, you're going to feel good about that. So I'll include these in the notes, these five ways to have more fun. You stop taking yourself so seriously. Number two, you keep an open mind. Number three, do something that you love and you haven't done before. Number four, do something you have never done. And number five, talk to strangers, even though your mom told you not to. Well, my mom's dead. So Essentially, her ghost is a stranger because I haven't met her. So it's like, what's up, Nancy? Where are you? I'd like to have a conversation. And speaking of having a conversation, I did a lot of speaking of today. I want to read a couple reviews. I am begging you guys. I'm begging you. Leave a review. Actually, rate it is more important. Five stars. But a couple of you have also read reviews, uh, uh, written reviews for me. So I'm going to read a couple. I read a couple every week now. So this is from Cole Stuff. Back in 14 of October. I love the show. So funny and great advice. Thank you. Five stars. Emmy Lou, 555. This is a year ago. She gave me three fireballs and five stars. She said, this podcast has been a big part of my healing and growth after my father's recent passing. I couldn't be more grateful for all the crying and the laughs too. Thank you for helping me learn to process and not compartmentalize the trauma. Damn. I am a simple girl from upstate New York. And I don't think I'm anything bigger than that. And the fact that me opening my mouth and sharing what my experiences are and what my experiences have been, my experiences have been, and what I've learned from them, the fact that that helps somebody else feel a little less lost gives me so much meaning and purpose in my life. So thank you so much. And this one's from Les Kuchin, Couch On. Wow, I just butchered that. I butcher names on the regular. Dear, dear Jesse May, I enjoy your comedic voice. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Les Kuchan with a little lipstick, a piggy, some cherries, and a high heel. I don't know what that is. That looks like a fun night. So thank you guys so much for your reviews, your ratings. Thank you. I appreciate it. Do it. Go there. Give me five stars. Before we go, I have to tell you guys what happened. I parked my car after Target here at the condo where I'm staying. And I came back out to the car and there was a note on the car. And the note basically said, hey, uh, a a resident saw the accident and you can give us a call. And it has the manager's number, it's got the gate securities number. And I looked at the front of my car and it was totally screwed up. And I'm like, what is the universe telling me? First, the air doesn't work. 
in Arizona. The, the, the AC didn't work in here yesterday and I was sweating balls. And now my car gets smashed into by an Amazon truck. And now I'm thinking, I'm going to call Jeffy Bezos and be like, hey, how are we going to handle this? What are we going to do? Because I, if I don't get a year or screw that, if I don't get a lifetime of Prime Day delivery, day of delivery, and also a little bit of credit so I can buy more things that I don't need, I'm going to be furious. I'm going to be furious. Just as furious if you guys throw hate towards Stamos. It's going to be a problem. The front of my car is totally jacked up. So I'm like, I don't even know what to do. It was like 1.30 in the morning when I got this note, when I saw the damage on my car. And I got to go up to the security. And I go up to the security. And when I had driven through the security, I loved her energy. It was this woman, Gina. She was just this like 60-year-old, beautiful black woman working the security there. It's great energy. I drive through. I park the car. I go get the dogs. I walk the dogs. I bring the dogs back. And I come out and I see my car is smashed. So I got to go back up to Gina. I walk up with the dogs. I'm like, let me just walk up with the dogs. I'm not going to drive the car up. I'm going to walk up and see what's, what, what's happening. And on the walk, I call Deanna, who's the manager. She tells me what's up. She's like, go to Gina. Gina's going to give you all the information. So I get to Gina. And she was an angel. She was a literal angel. And I'm standing outside of the gate with all the dogs. And she's like, come on in. Come on in. So I'm going in. I'm inside the little security gate, the little room there that they have at the gate. And she's gathering all the info. There's the guy's photo, his insurance. He was nice enough to leave all that information, but he had to because there were witnesses, okay? And I'm, I realize how lucky I am. I'm out here just trying to have fun and spread joy in the world, and my car's getting smashed into by an Amazon truck, and I'm reading that as a universal message. What, it, what the message says, I'm not quite sure yet. But, you know, Gina was just such an angel, and I'm standing there. She's getting all the information, and Carlin's sitting down with his tail wagging because on the, on the desk which I thought was like a flip-flop, was a, was a pork chop. It didn't, it didn't look like anything edible. And Gina goes, you want to give them that pork chop? And I was like, well, no, we don't want to take your dinner. She goes, no, 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 it's too dry anyways. Give them the dry pork chop. So Gina gives Carlin and, and Bunny and Chaplin a dry pork chop. And, and they looked at me like, this has been in the world and we haven't had it because I don't eat pork. And my, my dogs don't eat pork. You can call it abuse if you want, but I just don't, I don't have pork in the house. They've never had pork. And they took a bite of that pork and they looked at me like I was abusive because they were neglected. And Gina automatically was the number one. She was the ace in their mind. So we wait there. I end up calling the police because I feel like I need to have a police report. I think it's always important to just have documentation and paperwork. Paper trail is important when it comes down to this stuff. Okay, so I call the cops. She says, well, normally we don't come for over 5K damage. And I'm like, What? what about cars that smash into each other that get totaled? You guys just leave them there on the side of the highway? That sounds like a strange policy. Sounds illegal. But she said she'd make an exception. So I, I hung out there with Gina and Deanna, and we had a great time. These beautiful, strong women that are working the night shift at this condo complex. I'm like, well, how are you girls here all night? And it's like female equality. And I said, go ahead. Gina used to be a correctional officer, and Deanna, she's a night manager, and, and she has a printing company business on the side, two of these women just hustling, doing the damn thing. Well, I'm there for like over an hour and I'm like, guys, I'm exhausted. I've done two stand-up shows tonight. I have two more tomorrow. I'm going to go. I have to go to bed. These cops aren't showing up and it's fine. This isn't, uh, it's not an emergency. The car's not totaled. I'll deal with it in the morning. Don't you know I get back? I, I get back. 
I should tell you, important detail. In, amidst all of this, I walked the dogs back and then I drove the car back up when I thought the cops were going to come. And we sat there for an hour and I chit-chatted with the gals. That's when I was hanging out there for a while. And then when I told them I'm going to go, it had been over an hour. So I drove back, parked the car. I take off all my makeup. I got lashes on, lipstick on, take it all off. I'm in the mirror. I, I look like Charlize Theron from the movie Monster. And I'm putting on my, my final chimple patch. You know, I put chimple patches on. Sometimes you get a couple breakouts, especially because it's so freaking dry here. My skin's like, what's happening? And cactuses are literally growing on my jawline. I put on my last pimple patch. And what do you know? Deanna calls and I go, Deanna, tell me that the cop showed up. She goes, yep, there's two of them and they're men. And I'm like, I just put on my last pimple patch. She's like, what do you want me to tell him? I'm like, I'll be right there. So I put on my last pimple patch and I went out and met the cops and I did what I'd been doing all weekend, had a conversation, told them I realize this is not important. I appreciate you showing up. I appreciate you being here and making me feel like I'm not a crazy person. What's the over under that I could sue Amazon? Because that's what I'm going to do. What do you, what are, what's your prediction? Can I take Jeff, Jeff Pezos? <laughs> Can I take Jeff Pezos? Can I take Jeff Bezos? Pesos. I want to take all of his pesos. <laughs> I want to bankrupt Jeff Bezos is what I'm trying to say. But all in all, what I learned is that approaching the situations with the desire to have more fun allowed me to not stress out as much. It allowed me to be joyful and playful in these moments where when my car got smashed into, I was like, oh man, but then I got to hang out with Gina and Deanna and have a great conversation. And I realized there's a certain um, luxury to that. Not everybody has that, that where they can just, oh, be happy when their car is smashed into. People have worse off situations and, I, and I'm not unaware of that. But it is also a choice. We can't be victims of our lives. We have to choose to engage in life and participate and, and be intentional. And so I intentionally wanted to have more fun on this trip. And because of that, I was able to navigate these more challenging situations and not completely stress out. And I, I I'm honestly feel like it's just a way to be a little bit brighter and, and not feel like everything is so bad all of the time even though the world feels like it's crazy. And the world will always be crazy and it's always been crazy. But I think if we try to have a little bit more fun, it'll be more manageable. So I hope you guys can take what I've said and, and hopefully you can apply it to your life and, and it makes you feel a little bit better and less alone and have more fun. That's what we're here for. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a fun time. And I hope this podcast was a fun time for you guys. And I appreciate you so much. And I'm off to my shows now. So come see me. I'll be in San Diego, November 2nd through the 3rd, I believe. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Wait, where am I? I'm in San Diego, the 10th, 11th, and 12th, La, Yo La Jolla Comedy Store. And then next week I am in, I know I'm somewhere. God, I, I, can't, I can't even remember where the heck I am. I'm on my last few dates here. Am I anywhere next week? Uh, oh no, this is next week. Wow. It's already crept up. I'm at La Jolla Comedy Club, the 10th, 11th, and 12th. And then my last show of the year will be November 22nd, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving in Syracuse at the Funny Bone, jessiemay.com for tickets. Come out. Let's laugh together. Let's have a good time. Let's have some fun. And I hope you guys have a little bit more fun in your life. I'm tired. I'm on me periods. I'm 
starving. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.